We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The transfer portal is open and things are about to get crazy in college football. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. It's Monday, December 4th, 2023, coming to you from Long Beach, California. A lot has happened. A lot has happened since I last talked to you guys. The Ducks landed a commitment from 2024 four-star tight end Roger Saliapaga out of the state of Utah. A really big addition for the Ducks this class. I really like the pickup there and what he presents as an offensive weapon for Dan Landing and the Ducks moving forward. The Ducks went out to Las Vegas. I was on scene in attendance at Allegiant Stadium for the Pac-12 championship against Washington and we all know that one didn't fall Oregon's way, didn't end Oregon's way. Ducks lose a heartbreaker 34-31, to 31, and they miss out on the college football playoff. Play their final Pac-12 game. Definitely a, a, a mixed, mixed emotions type of weekend for, for Duck fans with some juice on the recruiting trail, and then obviously really focused on the on-field product there with, with Oregon dropping another one, the third straight to Washington. I'll get into some more thoughts later this week on that game and what we saw from Bo Nix, the Oregon offense, and the Oregon defense that made a lot of plays and then was getting dominated at other points. Um, so with that being said, let's talk about the portal. Like I said, December 4th, the transfer portal is open. What does that mean for Oregon? Who are we going to see enter the portal from the duck from the Ducks? Who are we going to see Oregon land in the transfer portal? A whole lot is going on, and that's why you got to make sure to stay tuned in to me on social media at mtaurus sports on Twitter. So, the biggest question and the biggest topic of discussion when it comes to the transfer portal is quarterback, the most highly coveted, most sought after position at every single school every single year. Without a shadow of a doubt. For Oregon, they're going to get one more game from Bo Nix. 
Bo Nix will end his college career on January 1st in Arizona against the Liberty Flames. And Bo did a really good job in the press conference after that loss to Washington in the Pac-12 championship game. I was kind of talking to some of my my uh, other media friends, and I was telling them I think that might have been one of my favorite Bo Nix press conferences. Even in the face of a crushing defeat, Bo Nix just carries himself like a true winner. Like just, it was one of those one of those press conferences where you listen to Bo and you see how he's acting and carrying himself and. You just find yourself asking, how can you not root for that guy? So he was just super introspective and didn't want to talk about playing in the bowl game or not. That decision just wanted to focus on living in the moment. Talked about just being excited for the plane ride back to Eugene, even after a loss, just savoring those moments with his guys, with the team. But we know that Bo Nix is going to be playing in the Fiesta Bowl. So that was really refreshing to see just in an era where you hear the term meaningless bowl game thrown out all the time if it's outside of the playoff. And you see a lot of top players opting out of games to prepare for the uh, upcoming NFL draft. And that's understandable, but Bonex isn't going to do that. Even though he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country, going to be one of the top quarterbacks taken in the draft next year. He said, let me lace them up. Let me lace them one more. Let me, lay, let me lace them up one more time with my guys. So we know that Bo Nix is not going to be with the Ducks next year, running out of eligibility. So I think the the conversation really starts with Ty Thompson, seeing that he is the most experienced option on Oregon's roster right now and showed some promise this year. I think you can definitively say that he took a leap this year, but we also didn't see a ton from Ty Thompson. If you guys are watching here on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus, I'm sharing my screen and uh, a recent tweet from Ty Thompson that was sent out the evening of the Pac-12 championship. It's a picture of Ty Thompson on the field looking at Utah, celebrating a Pac-12 title game and another win over the Ducks at the end of the 2021 season. <clears throat> and... Not really a caption. All we have for a caption from Ty is the hourglass emoji. And the top of it's full and the it's it's emptying into the bottom portion. So kind of a countdown or my time. It's a it's a, a new era. You know, you can you can draw a lot of things from this post from Ty Thompson. But if we're talking about the transfer portal, we're starting with quarterback. You have to look at Oregon's options on the roster, and Ty Thompson looks like the most promising guy that they already have. That said, I feel like you you enter the 2024 season and I'm not sure we've seen enough from Ty Thompson. He's looked better and he's continued to grow, no doubt about it, but I'm just not sure that you have seen enough from Ty to head into the next season saying that he is QB1 for Oregon. And part of that, I think, falls on the staff just you want to see him play more so you can be in a situation like this and say, okay, he's been in there. He's faced some adversity. He's, he's led um, some, some solid scoring drives. He obviously had that awesome touchdown against Oregon state or was it Arizona? It might've been Arizona state. I think it was Arizona state, excuse me. But yeah, I think we, we just haven't seen a whole lot from Ty Thompson and it just feels like in an ideal world, if I'm Oregon, 
I want to be heading into the 2024 season with a proven guy, a proven quarterback who has achieved and done more at the college level. And again, this, this isn't a slight to Ty Thompson by any means. He has done everything he possibly can with the reps he's been given, with the opportunities he's been given. But I just think to get as far as Oregon did, even with a veteran quarterback, it, it just seems like it's tough to see them not go with a transfer portal quarterback. I mean, I've, that said, I fully expect them to go after a quarterback in the transfer portal. And now that it is open and maybe we see a transfer guy come in and then Bo competes with him throughout the spring. And, and, uh, and then maybe it's just like, Hey, all right, they got a transfer quarterback. Let's line it up. But it's, it's hard in today's era of football, unless you're, Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss to see them taking a transfer quarterback and him not coming out as the guy. That said, Ole Miss took multiple transfer quarterbacks. I only expect Oregon to take one at this point in time. But in the recent week or so, we've seen some pretty big names enter the transfer portal at quarterback. Even here on Monday, the the biggest name that we saw enter the transfer portal at quarterback was... Oklahoma's Dylan Gabriel and and that's a, a name that hit the portal and you kind of look for a second whoa that's a really big name that's a guy who had a lot of success at his last stop why would he enter the transfer portal not a question that I have an answer for all I can tell you is he's in the transfer portal and he's going to be getting a ton of phone calls from some pretty high name schools and Dylan Gabriel led the Sooners to a 10-2 record in 2023. Those only two losses came to Kansas, who had a heck of a year, and to – who was the other one? I'm blanking right now for a second. Was it – I need to look at it right now. Um, let's see here. Oh, the only two losses were to Kansas and to – Oklahoma State, 27-24 loss to Oklahoma State, 38-33 loss to Kansas. So all that said, Dylan Gabriel had a phenomenal year with the Sooners. Uh, he threw for 3,168 yards and 25 touchdowns against just six interceptions, completed 230 of his 367 passes, which comes out to a 62.67 completion oh that's that is 2020 2022 excuse me sorry about that okay 2023 offensive stats for dylan gabriel he <clears throat> he threw for 3660 yards and 30 touchdowns against six interceptions completing 266 of his 384 passes which comes out to a 69.27 uh what am I looking? Oh, I'm okay. 69.927% completion percentage. And then Dylan Gabriel is also a really good runner. He ran for 373 yards and 12 touchdowns on the ground on 93 carries. So I think that Dylan Gabriel will be a fantastic option for Oregon. If they're looking in the transfer portal for a quarterback, which they are, you have a guy who is experienced who is a proven winner 
And he's a really, really good dual threat quarterback, which I think if you obviously watch Bo Nix and Will Stein's offense this year, that's exactly what you want. And Bo Nix didn't even run that much, certainly a whole lot less than 2022 under Kenny Dillingham. So now that he's in the portal, you have a really, really intriguing option. He's a lefty, which will make it fun to watch uh, wherever he lands up, where, wherever he lands. And he's played a lot of football, transferred in from UCF, originally out of the state of Hawaii. He was a three-star recruit. So Dylan Gabriel would certainly be a really intriguing option for the Ducks in the transfer portal, seeing that uh, the portal is open and quarterback's going to be a really sought-after position, the most sought-after position, position, no doubt about it. And then now another name that hopped into the transfer portal that was quickly tied to Oregon was 2020 was Washington state quarterback Cameron Ward and Cam Ward had a great two years with the Washington state Cougars and quickly vaulted to the top of a lot of transfer portal quarterback rankings because he had a great year in Pullman after transferring from incarnate word had a pretty good season and in 2023, he threw for 3,732 yards and 25 touchdowns against seven interceptions. Also ran for 144 yards and eight touchdowns. So not necessarily as mobile or as athletic as Dylan Gabriel if we're comparing the two. But I think it was impossible to watch that guy play and, and win, lose, or draw. You would come away saying, man, that guy can play. Cam Ward can absolutely play. Maybe just wasn't on the best team. Uh, and now that he's transferring, especially with conference realignment and the future of, of uh, Washington State football being a little bit of an uncertainty or at least looking grim with the Pac-12 uh, set to kind of um, fall apart, for lack of a better word or phrase, it's a tough time for the Cougs when you have a great quarterback like Cam Ward and, and you see him head off. And I will say there was there was some buzz that I was hearing between between Cam Ward and Oregon. But I think one of the biggest schools that you have to keep an eye on here is Auburn. Auburn is another school that has been linked to Cam Ward uh, in the transfer portal. And that's a pretty, pretty solid program in terms of not necessarily what they've been able to do on the field lately. I mean, they, only, they almost pulled off that crazy upset over Alabama, but Auburn is a really good school in terms of just a destination for top talent. Heck, they just flipped five-star wide receiver Cam Coleman from Texas A&M following the Jimbo Fisher firing. And that's a five-star guy in your state, in your backyard. Um, so to be able to get him shows that they still have a lot of juice, even though under Hugh Freeze, even though they're not having the best season on the field. So I think those are really the top two options right now that we're at least hearing about with regard to Oregon and the quarterback situation. It's going to be a really interesting time in the NCAA transfer portal. Now that it's open, we're going to see a lot of people departing and people committing. And Dan Lanning has done a very good job in acquiring top players from the transfer portal and, and guys that ultimately go on to play a big role on his team the following season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back on the Ducks Dish podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres. Coming to you guys on Monday, December 4th on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. Do me a quick favor, you guys. Hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. We're on the road to 3K. And just because the the season isn't over, but I know a lot of fans have mixed feelings. And now that you're playing in the Fiesta Bowl against uh, Liberty, who's undefeated, but it's not necessarily the matchup that Oregon wanted, right? When you look at what was what was a possibility as of last Friday, but I have a bunch of stuff to cover for you guys on the recruiting trail and in the transfer portal, and I'm not going anywhere. So make sure you guys are locked in and help us get to 3K on the channel. So now that the transfer portal is open, we've actually already seen a number of players enter the transfer portal from Oregon. And some of those names that uh, you're going to want to watch, some of the the names that we've seen enter the portal so far. You have wide receiver Ashton Cozart, who enters the transfer portal as a true freshman. Didn't play in any games as a true freshman at Oregon in the 2023 season, about 6'3", and he was a former four-star guy. And he was previously committed to Oklahoma and signed with the Ducks out of the state of Texas, is originally from the Pacific Northwest. So that was obviously, you would think, part of what helped the Ducks land him. But that was one of the more surprising entrants. And the first entrant that we saw for the Ducks, that was before the Pac-12 championship game, Kozar entering the transfer portal or at least announcing over social media that um, I think it was Hayes Fawcett that had it, that he was going to be entering the transfer portal, which, as we know, is all open now. So Oregon's going to be looking for some wide receiver help, I think, with Troy Franklin, obviously, heading to the NFL. He hasn't formally announced that, but all signs certainly point towards Troy Franklin entering the NFL draft. And it was a little bit surprising to see Kozar hit the portal because with what I just said, being the reality, you would think that he's going to have the opportunity to compete and and be in line for some more snaps in 2024. But these guys had to make the decision that's best for them. And and all we can do is be respectful and 
talk about it. So Ashton Kozart was the first one that hit the portal from the Ducks, and we've seen a couple more names enter today. One of the big ones was Brian Addison, a safety with the Ducks. He was formerly committed to UCLA in the class of 2018 out of Gardena, California, Unipro Serra, where Dakota Fields is currently at, and he is a commit to Oregon in the 2024 class. So Brian Addison spent quite a few years with the Ducks, but you figure since he's entering the portal, he's going to have one more year of eligibility. He only played in four games this year for the Ducks, last playing with the Ducks uh, in their game uh, against Stanford. And he was away from the team for personal matters, according to head coach Dan Lanning, for a majority of the season. So this one really didn't come as that much of a surprise. But I think when you look at how Oregon's secondary struggled in that game against Washington, it's it's pretty obvious that he would have been a player that would have definitely helped their defensive efforts when you're going against some of the best wide receivers in the country and, and Romo Dunze and uh, Jalen Polk, Jalen McMillan. So he was one of the better play pieces in that secondary alongside Taishim Johnson and Evan Williams, Steve Stevens, of course. So now he hits the portal after missing a majority of the season, and, and we'll have to see where he ends up. But he was a player I liked watching, 6'5", 195, 200 around there, and he was a really valuable piece. So I definitely expect the, uh, the Ducks are going to be looking for some reinforcements in the secondary. We'll get into some of their needs in, in a little bit here on, on the pod. The next guy that we're going to talk about that found himself entering the portal, you have wide receiver Chris Hudson, who was a former four-star recruit in the 2020 class, and we didn't really see him play too much at, at Oregon this year. He is a guy that a lot of fans have been asking, you know, where's where's Chris Hudson? What happened to him? Why haven't we seen more of him? Uh, the Compton, California native uh, was a junior this year and only appeared in five games, um, didn't he he recorded one catch for eight yards on the year, but he appeared in five games with the Ducks after signing with them uh, in the 2020 class, like I mentioned. But I think that was a situation where he just got beat out. There were just other players that solidified their position ahead of him on the depth chart. I think chief among them is probably Tez Johnson, who comes in from the transfer portal from Troy and has a thousand yard season and really just in the back half of the season, absolutely took off. Seemed like he was a perfect compliment for Troy Franklin. And as he was kind of the, the number one option that got blanketed in coverage or circled on the depth chart, as far as just big guys that you have to shut down if you're an opposing offensive court defensive coordinator. So Tez Johnson came in and had the year he had. And, and it's easy to see that, that Chris Hudson got lost in the mix there. The Ducks also had Gary Bryant Jr. and, and Treshawn Holden, who came in from USC and Alabama via the transfer portal, respectively. And I think when you look at the season that Gary Bryant Jr.'s had, I don't think it's necessarily a lot better than what um, what Chris Hudson might have been able to do if he had more opportunities uh, with the Ducks this season. So. With Gary Bryant coming in, he he finished uh, through the Pac-12 championship game with 26 catches for 380 yards and was also a, a piece of the return game. But Gary Bryant, uh, I'm sorry, Chris Hudson in 2022 finished with 44 catches for 472 yards. No touchdowns, so Bryant has him there, but not a huge gap in terms of production that you saw from from those guys. So 
I think that was a, another like Addison. Chris Hudson was another guy that you probably envisioned was going to be on the way out via the transfer portal because, but it was just a little surprising because he played such a big role last year. And then that, that room had so much talent that was injected into it. And then moving forward, uh, I think Bryant can come back for, for another season if he chooses. And you would think that's the case. He's a, a redshirt sophomore um, based on his, uh, his eligibility right now. And then you also have guys like Jurion Dickey, who was a five-star signee in the 2023 class out of uh, Menlo Atherton High School in the Bay Area. So that room is not necessarily hurting for talent, but they're definitely going to be looking to see how they can move on from Troy Franklin, seeing that he's expected to enter the draft. And the other guy that you have to talk about that entered the portal on Monday is junior defensive back Damon David, six foot, 185 pounds, signed with the Ducks in the 2021 class out of Franklin High School in the Baltimore area, out in um, the DMV area. And this is a guy who came in with Dante Manning in the 2021 class. They were best friends, really, really close. And then Dante ended up going over to Tennessee, hitting the transfer portal following the 2022 season. So Damon didn't do a whole lot, you know, missed a, a decent amount of time this season. We didn't really see him too much, but he did play in two games against Cal and Arizona State, finished the year with, with two tackles and one pass breakup. So not a huge body of work to draw on if you're Damon David, but uh, he's going to be entering the transfer portal and looking for a new home, probably presumably somewhere closer to home uh, at, at this rate. But, Again, not someone who's played a whole lot of football for Oregon. So I think another thing that we can maybe look at here with the transfer portal, when you look at the guys that are leaving Oregon, that are moving on from Oregon, aside from Trey Benson this season with Florida State, who went undefeated and won the ACC, there, there's not a lot of guys that are having massive years. They're not having a massive impact at their next spot, which I think, think speaks to the decision-making of this staff based on how they're trying to manage the roster, manage attrition, manage additions. And now that the transfer portal is open, the early signing period starts in 16 days, you guys. So this is these are obviously two topics that are very uh, interwoven at this point right now in the, in the calendar. So let's look at some of the positions that maybe we could see Oregon trying to make some moves at, trying to add some more talent. Quarterback is pretty obvious, but we can go back and, and just kind of touch on the, the state of the room there real quick. You got Ty Thompson, who's been at Oregon for a while, hasn't played a whole lot, hasn't haven't seen a ton from him, but he did get better in 2023, which is what all you can really ask for. And then behind him, you have Austin Novosad, who was a true freshman and is probably going to take a red shirt this year. He signed with the Ducks out of the state of Texas. I remember when I saw him in Eugene during practice, he had a, a little bit of a brace on his on his knee, on his leg. So he looks like he missed some time with an injury at some point this year. But behind him, all you have in terms of the scholarship quarterbacks, you have Luke Moga, a Phoenix, Arizona, Sunny Slope product. He is expected to sign with the Ducks later this month. A really, really good athlete, but pretty raw at the quarterback position. Uh, if you're looking at just his body of work and how long he's actually been a full-time starter at quarterback, but he is an incredible athlete, runs a 10.5 in the 100 meters, helped get uh, Sunny Slope to the playoffs as a senior. 
I know he was talking to me saying that that he didn't finish his high school career the way he wanted to with a win in the playoffs for Sunny Slope, but he's really driven, really fun to watch, and and his athleticism and speed are two of his biggest traits, big, biggest assets. He kind of plays a backyard brand of football is, is what I see on tape, and uh, obviously it's going to be pretty different once he gets to college, but he's a prospect I'm excited about, and he's expected to enroll early as a duck in the, in the winter months. And one of the newer updates that we saw over the weekend, 2024 Baltimore, Maryland, St. Francis Academy quarterback, Michael Van Buren backed off his commitment to Oregon. And now he's looking for a new home announcing over social media on Monday that he is going to be taking an official visit to Mississippi state. So that is kind of the update that we have there as far as the quarterback room for Oregon going forward in the 2024 and, you know, all I can really say about the decommitment for Michael Van Buren is that it was a move that was expected. So now Oregon kind of finds themselves in the position, what do they want to do at quarterback in 2024? I personally don't expect them to sign another prep quarterback in the 2024 class, but I'll have to hit up some sources and see what the move is there, what the plan is for Oregon at quarterback here in the 2024 Recruiting cycle with Michael Van Buren backing off his longtime commitment to Oregon had been committed to the Ducks since May. The Ducks also have Achilles Smith Jr. committed in the 2025 class, but obviously that doesn't have a lot of bearing on 2024. How about some other positions that Oregon might be looking for help in the transfer portal? I think wide receiver is certainly one that you're going to be looking for. Not a ton of production that is going to be left in that room this year. Aside from Tez Johnson, who I believe does have the ability to come back and play one more year if he so chooses. But let me hop into let me hop into the roster and double check on that one for you guys to see what Tez Johnson's eligibility is looking like. So Tez Johnson is a junior, so he would have one more year at the Ducks if with the Ducks if he wants if he wants to and. He was absolutely electric this year and was a key part of that Willstein offense. So I would think that he's going to come back, but we'll have to see. Um, maybe that's one of the players to keep an eye on. But I think you definitely need a, a guy. You have some experience, right, with, with Treshawn Holden. He's another player that ha has played a lot of football. but And he had that touchdown at the end of the Pac-12 title game. He's a junior, so... He could come back for one more year if he so chooses. I just think that you want to add another weapon at wide receiver, maybe a bigger bodied guy to to complement Tez. And we saw how well that worked with Troy, Troy being 6'3, 190 pounds. But I think wide receiver would be an area that Oregon wants some more help at, especially when you consider the 2024 class. You have Jordan Anderson, Dylan Gresham, and Jack Ressler committed. I don't think they're I think they're still working to add some guys there. Gatlin Bear. Uh, the wide receiver out of Idaho is definitely one of the big names to watch there. Just backed off his commitment from Boise State over the weekend. So I think wide receiver is a position that you have to look at. And then another one, without a doubt, I think a lot of Oregon fans are going to want some help here. Safety. Safety was a really big concern, I think, in the Washington game. The secondary was kind of my biggest concern for the Ducks this year heading into the season and they had some bright spots. There's no doubt about it, but I just thought that there was definitely a little bit of a gap between the rest of the defense and the secondary. You had some really good pieces there in Evan Williams and Tysheem Johnson. 
who came over uh, from Fresno State and Ole Miss, respectively. And then you also had Steve Stevens, who played a lot of ball. Evan Williams is a senior, so that is going to do it for his college career, you would think. Um, I'm not sure that there would be anything that pops up there, but he's a senior, so he's probably going to be on his way. And Tysheem Johnson is a junior, so he'll have one more year of eligibility should he choose to use it. And then you have some young defensive backs like Tyler Turner, Cody DeCambra from that 2023 recruiting class. But I think that you would really expect Oregon to look for a little bit of help here in the secondary at safety. You just want some guys that can do a better job covering. There were a lot of times in that Pac-12 championship game where Tysheem Johnson was was on Romadunze, who is going to be difficult to cover for any defensive back. That guy's an absolute beast. Romadunze is really enjoyed watching him play. But I think you're going to need some help in the secondary for sure if you're Oregon. I think that defensive line would be a group that I would maybe keep an eye on as far as an, a, a group that could use a little bit of help when you're going to be losing guys like Popo, Taki, Casey Rogers, likely Jordan Birch. We'll have to see Mace Funa, uh, names like that. Brandon Dorless, you're, you're definitely going to be losing. So I think Oregon has some good pieces at defensive line on the roster already, some promising young guys. But again, I don't think you want to be in the position where you have to draw on some of those young guys who maybe haven't played a lot of football. There have been some guys that we've been hearing about that have been lauded or applauded in their for their work in fall camp and spring football. Mikhail Gardner is one of them. Um, I think Ben Roberts was another guy that's been drawing some praise. Amari Washington. So we'll see what they can do. They definitely have some bodies there, but I think at the end of the day, you want a talent-filled roster and you want an experienced roster. So I feel like those are part of the, those are mainly the positions that you're looking at. Maybe tight end, depending on what happens there with Terrence Ferguson and the NFL draft. If he tries that out, I think you're looking solid at running back. Um, we'll see what Bucky Irving chooses to do. Um, Noah Whittington, he had a season and an injury early on in the, in the year against Colorado. Um, one would think that he's going to come back, but we'll have to see. And then you also have Jordan James. He's going to be back. And you have Jaden Lamar and Dante Dowdell. So I think you feel good about the rece- the running back room. Quarterback, you need some help. Offensive line, maybe you need a little bit of help there. Um, with, with Jackson Powers Johnson having the year he had, I wouldn't be surprised, or ha- is having, I should say. Wouldn't be surprised if he chose to head to the NFL. They got to look out for him. Um, and then you have Marcus Harper, who could probably be back. Steven Jones, I think you're going to lose him. He's been around for a long time. Um, so I think you feel pretty good if you're Oregon about the offensive line, um, especially with, with some of the recruits that they had, I think that he could, that they could be pretty solid there. I know they're still going after Jordan Seaton out of IMG in this 2024 class. And he's probably a guy that could potentially be a plug and play, um, opposite of Josh Connerly and you have Iapani Lalaulu. So you feel good about them. You feel good about him at the uh, guard spot. And then linebacker, Justin Jacobs, he missed a lot of time this year. Uh, Not sure if he's necessarily going to be back. So we'll have this period right now where there's a lot of questions that we hopefully get answered to get some clarity, not only for the bowl game, but also moving ahead forward into the 2024 class. Jacobs is a junior. I think you lose Jamal Hill at linebacker. Jeffrey Bossa should have some more eligibility. Devin Jackson will return. So I think you feel pretty good about the linebacker spot and then corners 
Um, Kyrie Jackson's a senior, so I don't think that he should be back. Jaleel Florence, he's banged up and missed both of the last two games against Washington and Oregon State. Dante Manning uh, is another guy that's played a lot of football for you at Oregon. Triquez Bridges as well. So these are these are experienced guys. I think Dante Manning can come back. He is listed on the roster as a junior. And then Triquez Bridges has been at Oregon for a while. And um, I think he's had kind of some up and down uh, during his time with the Ducks, but has definitely made some big plays. And I think he's gotten better each year. He's listed as a junior, so he could potentially come back as well. And then the Ducks signed Sione Lalalea out of the College of San Mateo in the 2024 class. Feeling good about him. And you feel like since he's experienced, maybe he can be a plug-and-play kind of guy from uh, from the JUCO ranks. But the transfer portal is going to be a crazy time. So make sure you guys follow me on Twitter and social media at mtorissports and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus. Make sure you read all my latest stuff covering the Ducks over on ducksdigest.com and share the show, share the Ducksish podcast with your friends, with your family, and with other Duck fans. But until next time, that'll do it for me, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.